A sharp, crisp breeze blew through the grass, tossing a singular strand of hair into my eye. It took me three seconds to get it out. I dropped the basket to the ground for a second and allowed myself a stretch. I ached all over. That wasn't unexpected, but it was as unwelcome as it ever was. I couldn't allow myself too much time to ease the crinkles out of my system, however. It was getting dark. It was never wise to be out at dark. I hated it. I hated always brushing against it, wondering, hoping, never finding anything. But then, I didn't exactly want to find anything, now did I? People who found things, why, they... That was the thing. You were sure that they had existed at some point. I was probably friends with them when I was a kid. But the memories of who those people were, what families they belonged to, what lives they had led, they were... Gone. Gone faster than the wind blew through the grass. And it was right out here, at night, the thing. I hated it. I, I was always selected because I had strong legs and a sturdy back. I always made it back on time. Before time, in most cases, even giving myself a minute or three to stretch. Who was even to say that there was something out here? I had plotted the trails a hundred odd times and never seen anything more than dry grass, crested birds, and the occasional purple-bellied snake. It was just a feeling we all had. We all knew that there had been more people in the village once. We couldn't exactly say how many more because our records corroborated the deaths and births we all saw. But there was just that feeling hanging in the air, you know? That there had once been more people, and it was something out in the grasses that took them, at night. Why would it have to be at night? If the beast was so powerful that it could erase the memories of entire hundreds of people, why would it care about the glare of the sun? It seemed a mismatch to me. Maybe even one that... No, no. There was no beast that haunted the thrushes, none at all. Perhaps the twin beasts of imagination and boredom, collaborating with each other to trick us all into believing that there was something more to the world than there actually was. Of course there was a monster in the steppe. It would be torture to trudge through if there wasn't. Spending thousands of leagues on your feet with nothing but the rustling of the wind to keep you company. It almost felt as though you did not exist at all, at least until you had filled the basket. How much less frightening was the monster then, when put into comparison with pure, absolute nothing? It was getting dark, and I realized I had just been standing around for a full couple of minutes. That was no good. It bit uncomfortably into my time margins. I might still have four minutes before blackout by the time I reached home. It would still be wise to get back before pitch black, anyways. I know the light source on me, and... The ground was gnarled over with roots and studded with rocks. It would be extremely easy to trip, and by tripping, end my own life. That was the problem. The dark was simply difficult for people to navigate around in, especially since no one had been able to make lamps for... Why didn't anyone know how to make lamps? They existed in stories, and the concept was simple. Just something that burned, wedged in wax. After all, everyone and their dog knew how to make a fire for cooking, heating, bathing, etc. A lamp was just one step beyond a fire, and... No, uh, people knew how to make lamps, obviously. They just didn't have a reason to. It wasn't that the beast that lurked down the threshes despised light, and by its influence made sure that nobody would ever carry a lantern into the dark. It was that... It was that nobody had anything to be doing at the middle of the night anyway. A lamp would be expensive. 
bees were difficult to raise, especially without protective clothing, which we just didn't have. And maybe we could make that, but then why would people need to work in the middle of the night anyways? It was a strange, disastrous world where that needed to be the case. What was a lamp again? The word felt strange in my head, almost fuzzy like it was coated in a sheen of green mold. Far to my left, the thrushes twisted and turned in a way that I couldn't wholly attribute to the wind. I couldn't imagine what was hiding itself in the grass, but it frightened me. It always frightened me. I picked up pace. Snakes, birds, that was what was in the grass. The snakes might be dangerous, but the birds... I'd never known a bird to kill a man. One, a tall crane-like thing, had once pecked up my Uncle Barris's eye. But then Barris had been trying to trap and kill it, so... So I kept walking, and walking, and walking, occasionally shifting the bundle I carried from arm to arm in order to the ease the burden on either limb. I stared at the thin rays of light that still eked over the horizon. I needed to pick up my pace. After all, even if there wasn't anything that lurked out in the reeds that nestled deep in the darkness of night, I would trip and bash my face in the second nightfall happened. Anyone would. I had tried for years to echolocate, like Samson, the weird old guy who worked in carpentry, but no luck. Night was just night. There was no place I could be other than home. I had ten minutes left. Ten minutes and I had just passed the nine-minute marker stone. I was falling behind. I poured a little bit more energy into my legs. They protested for lack of a cause, but crumbled to my request eventually. I managed to pick up the pace and was the eight-minute stone in less than forty seconds. Marker stones. Every time I went out into the reeds, I had to remember that they existed. My lord, they were about as helpful a thing as could exist, and yet, each and every single time I passed by them for the first time in a day, I could not for the life of me describe their purpose. It was simply now, at hindquarters of the day, that I actually understood what the scratchings were for. Maybe, maybe there was a thing in the reeds. Maybe it did devour memories. Maybe, maybe as, maybe as time drew closer for it to feed, it grew less influential somehow. And maybe I'd thought up the same schemata to myself a hundred thousand times before. Maybe. Six minutes and I had barely passed by the six minute marker stone. The light that filtered in on the horizon was now clashing in exquisite contrast with the horrid black shadow that formed the dome of the sky. There was no seeing into the gloom and no reason to look up except to purposefully lose myself. Four minutes and I had only passed the five minute stone. Three and two. Two and one. I could barely see in front of my nose. My heart pounded as hard as it could, sending wagonfuls of blood careening through my veins. I was at the edge of town, right by Ezekiel's house. Even when the sun completely fell, I would be able to navigate by memory. It was dark. A single flicker of light crested on the horizon leaving my eyes to find nothing more than the outlines of objects. I was twenty steps away from my front door. It was a straight trajectory. My feet pounded into the ground like I intended to create earthquakes with them. Then the flicker was gone. Nothing existed for my eyes to see. Nothing. 
I, I slammed straight into the door, sending a shock through my shoulder that jolted my arm straight out of its socket. I screamed in pain. There was a sound far behind me. A whisper, a laugh, a rustling. My left arm out of commission, I desperately fumbled with my right, rubbing it all over the door in search of a handle. I wasn't... It wasn't where I thought it was. Closer, closer, closer. The sound progressed by leaps and bounds. My hand finally clasped with the doorknob, its icy metal shell this time a welcome shock. I twisted. I turned. The door would not budge. I tried to add my left arm to the mix, but it wouldn't respond properly. Even when it did, the crimson burning pain simply wasn't worth it. I twisted. I turned. It was right behind me. Right behind me. It was real. I gave my arm one last jolt of energy. The door opened. I slammed the swinging door aside with my good shoulder. I felt like I sprained that one too. It was warm inside. Warm, familiar. My footsteps echoed in the usual comforting way. It was still right behind me. I swung the door shut. It was right there, right on the other side, chuckling. A door could not stop it, obviously. A door had never been able to stop it. That was the thing, the trickery it pulled on us. The doors were more a ritual than anything else. By what right did a slab of wood protect us from a beast as powerful as the night, with claws and teeth as sharp as the winter cold? It was useless, all of this. It was bluster, stuff that we told ourselves in a vain attempt to make ourselves feel safe in a world that was fundamentally hostile towards us. It could open the door if it wanted. No, it didn't even need to have that much space. It could slip in through the tiny cracks in the side. It could set the entire house on fire, or turn my kidneys into gelatin with a thorn. I might as well have opened the door again and gathered the fruit I had spilled all over the ground. There was still time. The shadow beast outside would be merciful to me, as it had been every night before. Rot and decay would not be so kindly to the fruit. I leaned close to the door, resting my ear on its paneling. I could hear the beast. It whispered the very thought that echoed through my head. Yes, even these. Although these, it spoke hesitantly, as though it had something stuck in its throat. It had been echoing every single one of my thoughts from far away. No, not echoing, influencing, twisting, reshaping. Hatred. Hatred was all it felt. I would carve the thing limb from limb, light be with me or not. It had been doing this for years, years, and years. Not just to me, but to everyone I knew. It made us small, made us afraid. And for what? What purpose could any of it serve? Oh, yes. It fed on fear. Boo-hoo. That was a reason to complain to the Creator, not me. Especially not me, as I allowed that cold, red hatred to course through my veins in my head, clearing my mind and making it totally my own. Years upon years, so many people made to suffer for the well-being of one beast. Perhaps not even well-being. Perhaps it was nothing more than perverse happiness. That was a trade that deserved an axe. I walked over to the other side of the room. The cabinet was there. I opened the first shelf and saw the one and only thing that reflected the dim light from on high. Sharp, so sharp, I kept it so. 
it had done well before. It had done especially well when I had... I had... It had... Not me. It... Damn, it's straight to whatever hell it belonged in. I could not imagine a place terrible enough for it. Fire? Nah, too cozy. Ice? Too refreshing. A place where every second its mandible were sawed off? Maybe. Maybe. It didn't matter. It had killed her. I was going to kill it. I brandished the axe in one hand. I would have preferred two, but my arms were strong enough that one sufficed. Years of dragging that basket through the thrushes had ensured that. I stood in front of the door. I still could not see anything. I could not hear its whisper. Perhaps it had wised up. If it knew my mind so intimately, it knew I would have no problem reaving it apart, piece by piece. Or maybe... Or maybe I kicked open the door and swung the axe with reckless abandon. The cold steel hissed through open air. I heard the chuckle from far away to the left, then to the right, then right in front. So easy. It was so easy to kill these creatures, as self-assured as they were. An axe? Steel? It had not a lick of understanding of the thing it faced, and yet it thought it could be destroyed with cruel, dead force. Insane. Or sane. I swung once more, and the thing the axe carved through was not air. It almost felt like it, though, like a hot knife cutting through butter. The chuckling stopped. Any sound. Every sound. It had exhausted its last bid to control me. I kept swinging my axe until once again I heard the sound of it whisking through air. Only then did I give up. It was over. There was nothing to do. I wanted to scream. I wanted to brag to everyone far and wide. But the darkness was still there as thick as sleep itself. That had never been the thing's fault. The monster had only been at fault for me not having any lanterns to light, and I surely couldn't make one in the dead of night. For just one second, I wanted to run off into the thrushes to frolic in so dreaded a place in peace. But then my left arm called out to me in pain, begging me for mercy. We had done everything. We could do no more. So, I went to bed. I awoke with my entire body in pain, but my left arm especially so. It would take weeks to heal, if it ever got better at all. It wouldn't help to walk around, but with the distant rays of the sun peeking over the horizon, I just had to see. After all, I, I remembered everything. Everything I could remember, that was. I really had killed it, or something. Something had changed. Something good. I peeped the door open. A group of people were standing outside, murmuring to each other. Everyone fell silent the second they recognized me. You, stammered out a young girl that I didn't recognize. You, rasped an old man whose face I had never seen. You, choked out a young man who looked so similar to me he could have been my brother, if I hadn't been an only child. You ruined them. The apples? was all the girl said. I had nothing to say. They were right, after all. I had ruined the apples. Even as I looked, worms and ants burrowed their way into them. And I demolished the basket, too, 
Straws and strands of it were scattered all across the main path. I wanted to scream. I wanted to curse. Of course I didn't recognize the people. Of course they were complaining to me about failing my job. Of course. The thing was dead, but the consequences of its actions were not. Tiny black blobs of goo were splattered over my doorstep. Nobody noticed them, save for myself. As far as anyone else was concerned, I was simply off the orchard patrol, and out of a job entirely for a while, what with the broken shoulder and all. And to me, it had to be the same. That was the thing. The thing was dead, but the consequences of its actions were not. By its will, I had... I, I didn't want to. I'd never liked her, but that didn't mean... Maybe nobody would ever remember. Maybe I was safe. Safe-ish. As safe as a universally accepted crazy person could ever be. But if everyone's memories started coming together, what could I say? I could... I, I had redeemed myself, but... But there would only be peace for me out there, in the thrushes. If I peeled the little black splotches off my doorstep and kept them in a box, when I was forced into exile from society, I could... Or I could instead shut the door, light a fire, and throw the little splotches in there instead. And that's what I did. It wasn't that stupid, after all.